the pain that you're feeling and the self-torture that you're dragging yourself through is all about your objective, linear view of reality. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live this week. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Happy New Year, fellow adventurers. Jumbo, time for a spiritual tune-up. I'm Mike Dooley. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, hope you had a really fantastic holiday, and I hope your new year uh, is just lining up as it inevitably is. Uh, these spiritual tune-ups are where I answer your questions. So today's question touches your heart. What if, Mike, I could have done better? How do I get past the aching thought that I could or should have done more for someone who has passed on? You know that scene at the end of Schindler's List where Schindler is crying because he could have saved even more people. I feel that way about my mom, that I could have done more for her, been a better person sooner while she was still here. How do I let go of that? Oh, please cut yourself some slack. The pain that you're feeling and the self-torture that you're dragging yourself through is all about your objective, linear view of reality. That we only get one shot, that it is what it is, <clears throat> that it was what it was. From that perspective, anybody could have always done better. Anybody, other people have done better. And however good they did, somebody could do better. And however did, however good that person at the very top did, they could have done better. There is no end to that kind of game of comparisons. You did the best you could with what you had at the time, given what you knew. And that's what this is all about. We're in a subjective world, playing playing out our desires, learning our lessons, holding hands, doing this together. Your mom chose you because of the lessons you were going through in your life and the joys that you would feel. And she chose her life for the same. And you chose her being your mom because you saw how beautifully your lessons and your joys, your loves and your laughter would fit together. She didn't choose you to be the perfect, 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 perfect person. And you didn't choose her to be the perfect, 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 because she could have done better. We can play that game with anybody, with every, any time. And worst of all is when we play it with ourselves. It's not fair. And as I've been reviewing in some of my Infinite Possibility mini manifesting workshops, no one could have done better than you have done not even God. Given where you came from, what you knew, uh, all that was on the stage before you, no one could have done better. Could, if you start going into theory, it goes on forever. That's not why we're here. And in many ways, 
you know this is true, what I'm about to say, you're still with your mom and she's still with you. And those final days, just like those final years, just like those beginning years, just like her entire lifetime and yours are still happening. And the love that you're feeling now, the care, it's being poured onto it. Your mom adores you and she's deeply grateful for you. She didn't want any more help than you were able to give because then she couldn't have learned her lessons. And you need to view this in the same way with yourself and everyone else. You did the best you could. You did amazing. No one could have done better. Enjoy the rest of your ride. That's what your mom most wants for you. Everybody out there, cut yourself some slack. We're all dealing, uh, we're all handicapped, if you will. We're all got our hands tied behind our back with many of our limitations self-chosen so that they would accentuate other areas where we would be more ripe for learning. So just trust the process. Uh, you couldn't have done better. You're loved and adored no matter what your choices were. Even if you slipped and stumbled and you hurt somebody's feelings, they knew what was coming. They saw the potential for that. They still loved you for all else that you had to offer. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, time for a spiritual tune-up on January 4th to 022. Uh, Happy New Year again to all of you. Great to be back in the saddle spending these mornings with you. All right, Mike, what does it mean when something keeps showing up? I have a question about when things repeatedly show up in my life. Lately, it's about a job I quit. I keep getting reminded of it. Sometimes it's of a past relationship. Are these warnings or are they invitations to reconsider or are they something totally different these are otherwise known as signs what do these signs mean one of my favorite notes from the universe was something to the effect of if you are needing signs to help plan your way and make decisions consider that a sign you're putting too much emphasis or too much importance on the topic at hand. Don't over read into what's going on. It's really simple to get a gist of what's happening by tuning into your feelings. Let me help you with this. These instances of repeated patterns or something showing up could mean a good many different things. They always mean at the baseline, there's something more to learn. But that's precarious and that's a slippery slope. Don't jump to conclusions. There's something else to learn. Maybe there's more to learn in that area, from that job, from that certain person or people in general, because it's so exciting. Your heart is opening up. There's so much joy. Is that what's going on? Or perhaps these things keep showing up, calling you back because you refuse to open your mind. You refuse to think new thoughts. You refuse to open your heart. And thereby, the thing to learn is that you need to allow for different perspectives to emerge. So, life is about there's more to learn. Is there more to learn because of the joy 
and it's leading you down that path? Or is there more to learn because of your own resistance? Major difference. But yet something can keep showing up because of either one. How to get to the crux of the matter? What are the feelings, the emotional feelings that you feel when these things show up? This tells you everything. Are they of excitement, anticipation, joy, love? Are they, on the other hand, disappointment, frustration, anger, sadness, confusion? What shows up when you've got these recurring patterns? And therein lies the lesson. And if the lesson is anything other than joy, then it would behoove you, you to ask some new questions and not just repeat and dive back in. That's a possibility. But prior to doing so, start journaling. How, how did it go last time? Um, what didn't I see that I could have seen? What were some options I failed to recognize? Ask yourself these questions. Just ask them in your own mind. How else could this have gone? What are my highest priorities here? What am I really after? What are they really after? What's really happening? You will surprise yourself with the answers. And instead of just jumping back in into a brand new loop that may or may not pay the dividends you're hoping for, you can kind of sidestep that and go straight to the juice. Do it because it's fun. Do it for the joy of it. Do it because you're going to open your heart and your mind like never before. There's always lessons to learn. What are those lessons? Go within first. Jambo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up as we kick off the new year. Happy New Year to one and all. Today's question, Mike, what do you tell yourself? When you try to show up every day on the path to your dreams, but life keeps getting in the way. Oh, it's going to be okay. Uh, and it's all in how you view it. Life is a setup for greatness. It's a setup for your dreams coming true. Um, life's greatest hook, which I've been talking about a lot as we kick off this new year. Life's ultimate hook that makes it a worthy adventure is the fact that we must honor the vision we choose to place in our head more than we honor or as much as we honor the illusions that we've created heretofore. And when you want change, you need to predicate your thoughts, words, and behavior off of this vision in spite of circumstances to the contrary. Hold on to the vision, show up, be congruent, and gradually circumstances change. And sometimes the circumstances change in ways we don't understand that are to our greatest benefit, to the benefit of our dreams coming true. You have undoubtedly heard me compare the miraculous mechanics of manifestation to digital GPS navigation. And one of the stunning parallels is just like in a journey to a place in your car that you've never been to before, synonymous with, analogous with uh, a dream coming true that you've never experienced before, but you're trusting the system. 
just as in your journey to a place you've never been before, every millimeter, every kilometer, every mile is pure weirdness. You're going down roads you have never seen before. You don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what you're going to be asked to do next. But you know the system works because you're holding on to the vision in spite of evidence to the contrary, right? And suddenly you arrive at your destination hours or days later and you're like, oh my gosh, the journey was perfect. It was utterly perfect. That time I turned left at the, at the sewage plant, perfect. That time I turned right um, and, and had to cross the, the double highway, perfect. That time there was a detour that I was navigated around, perfect. Uh, the, the, every step on the path was meticulously planned. But to the physical senses, it's all weirdness. Nothing makes sense. It does not add up. This is not what you asked for. This is not who you are. What is wrong? I'm going home. I'm going to watch The Secret 30 more days in a row. Why does it work for my friends, but it doesn't work for me? It was working for you. It never fails. You always get closer every day. It gets easier. Let that be your modus operandi. An example that I have shared in other realms pertaining to the unexpected life happening. Let's say today your wish is um, rent money by the end of the month. That's what you want. Rent money by the end of the month. And the universe is like, you know what? We've got your other priorities in line as well. You got to put out a couple of fires because that's going to be to your greater good. And the rent money is going to come five days late. Okay, now I hope you're not looking for rent money. Uh, I should have said, you know, a million dollars or something or wealth and abundance by the end of the month. But let's just stick with it. Okay, rent money by the end of the month. That's the least you can ask for. Um, but let's just say because of all of the other fingers you have and all of the other pies and some fires that need to be put out and some other priorities of yours that you don't connect to the rent. The universe is like, I got you covered, but man, we got to take care of your P's and Q's. And you're not going to have that rent money based on the path and the decisions you're now making until five days after month end, but you're going to get it. Let's just say that that's going on. At the end of the month, you're going to feel defeated. You're going to feel like you self-sabotaged. You're going you're gonna to get that phone call from the landlord and you're going to say, the universe didn't come through. The universe didn't hear me. This stuff doesn't work. It works for everyone else but me. But the universe did come through and it balanced your other priorities and it took into account your other fears and it went all the way around your self-sabotage and it's just days away until that big check shows up in the mail. But now... Because you've interpreted this delay as life happening and living in an uncaring universe, your expectations, your hope, your morale, your inspiration is at rock bottom. Now, five days late is not an option because you interpreted the delay as something working against you. And this is the point I want to make. Life is not happening to you. Uh, as others have said, life is happening for you. Every flipping instant, life is happening for you. If you can't see the logic and you can't see the order, welcome to the club. That's the greatest hook. 
Life moves in ways that defy logic. The miracles are invisible until after you arrive. Like GPS driving, the miracles are invisible until after you drive. So if halfway there, you throw out the car keys in despair and say, this isn't working and I hate my life and why isn't it happening for me? Then it stops working. Then you're denied your power. Then you have robbed yourself of your power. So life is not happening to you. Life is not getting in the way. Life is setting you up. And 99% of making progress is understanding this. So you don't draw bogus conclusions that take away your power. Okay, I don't think I used a good example with your rent money. Um, Normally, I would say wealth and abundance by year end. The universe is like, you can have it six weeks later, but not at year end. Okay, but but at year end, since it didn't show up, you feel like it's never going to show up. And now you can't have it six weeks later. That, that would have played a little bit better. Okay, but you get it. So no matter what shows up, if it's COVID, if it's if you fall down and get back up, if you fall down and don't get back up, if you get into a car accident, if it's cancer, if it's being laid off at work, it's working for you. Don't jump to the conclusion that life is happening and you are powerless. Furthest thing from the truth. Time for another spiritual tune-up and this topic on deck is one of my favorite speaking topics and I think uh, it's worth repeating and revisiting as we kick off a brand new year. Oh my gosh, how to thrive around negative people. This is the number one question I have fielded in 21 years speaking before audiences live and online. Worrying about my negative partner, worrying about my negative boss, worrying about my negative neighbors. You're not vulnerable. Mike, my coworker is relentlessly negative. Literally anything I say, he will immediately imagine the worst case scenario or complain about it. I have even mentioned it to him, but he seems to take pride in it. How can I stay positive when I have to interact with him? All right, let's go to the baseline here. You are here by choice. You are the eyes and the ears of God Almighty come alive in the dream of life. Why? To thrive. Because it's beautiful. To have an adventure. To, to navigate these illusions of your own creation while not even realizing you're creating them. You think you're observing them, but simultaneously you're projecting them. You are a natural born streaming manifesto. You can't turn it off. This is the hook. This is the challenge. And how much fun is it when it's being played out in the palm of God's hand? And really everyone is safe and sound. We're all going to wake up and go, God, I thought that was so real. But it's not real to the way you think it is. Yes, the love is real. The joy is real. The emotions are real. But everything else is just make-believe. We're all trying to remind each other of who we really are and what's going on. Our thoughts become things. So back to the baseline. You came here as part of this tidal wave of the divine. Magnificence careening through 
the physical universe and other dimensions we can't even imagine. And suddenly the idea popped into your mind about visiting the plane of manifestation where you would momentarily forget that you're everywhere always at once, fleetingly believing in the lies of time, space, and matter so that you could be here and thereby go there. And on the journey, fall in love with yourself, be fallen in love, revel in the splendor, um, game on. Okay, so now that you're here as this fragment of the divine with the intention of thriving, discovering, adventuring, loving, and being loved, that's what's going on. Okay, that's the baseline. That's objective. That's not maybe. That's not sort of. With this being the objective, when you start thinking thoughts in alignment with truth, oh my gosh, like life is beautiful, I'm being helped, I'm never alone, I'm inclined to succeed, I'm going to knock the ball out of the park, I'm going to hit a home run again, like I always do. Boom, 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 boom. Those thoughts become the things and events of your life so much easier than lies. I'm a dodo, I'm a dummy, nobody likes me, I won't be able to do that, I never can do this, I don't like math, math doesn't like me, I'm not good with money, I'm not good in relationships. Lie, you are God Almighty, you are inclined to succeed, if you have a dream it means it's possible. This is the truth, so when you start throwing little paper balls at it, little spitballs like I'm a dodo, it's a lie, it's, it's not. It's really hard to make that kind of a thought become a thing or an experience in your life. Uh, not because it's positive or negative, because it flies in the face of truth. The truth is you're a gladiator of love and joy. The truth is you're a streaming manifester. The truth is you have free will to change whatever you don't like in your life by changing your focus, your thoughts, your words, and your behaviors. The truth is, it's all here for you. Even the negative Nellies who are poking you with their criticism, they're showing you how strong you can be if you choose to realize you're not vulnerable. They can't hijack your happiness. It's as if, given your inclination to succeed, given the truth of your divinity and why you're here and what you're gonna do with it, your thoughts in alignment with truth, the beautiful thoughts, the thoughts we would call positive, but that's judgmental and one person's positive is different than another person's, but thoughts in alignment with truth, the beautiful thoughts, the empowering thoughts, thoughts we typically refer to as positive, okay, positive thoughts, are 10,000 times, 10,000 times, and that's an understatement, more powerful than thoughts that go against truth. Truth is absolute. You are a God particle. You're here to thrive. Your thoughts become things. You're pushed on to greatness every single day, given this story, this uh, origins of your divinity, your heritage. When you think thoughts against that, usually we call those negative, but that's judgmental, but you know what I'm talking about? If you're thinking negative, you're not anchored in truth. Those thoughts don't, have, don't become things very easily. Positive thoughts are 10,000 times more powerful than negative thoughts. So if you're surrounded by 9,999 9 negative thoughts and you've got one positive thought, you are going to soar. 
If you're surrounded by 9,999 negative people, but you've got one positive friend, maybe it has to be yourself sometimes, you are going to soar. This is the truth. Look at the evidence. Look at your life. It's not a 50-50. You're not sometimes succeeding and sometimes failing. You're soaring. You have money more than you're broke. You have friends more than you're alone. You have clarity more than you're confused. You have health more than you're sick. And even when you're sick, you're still healthy most of the time, right? You're so pegged to succeed, even if you got a bunch of negative friends, and you do. A bunch of negative neighbors, a bunch of negative coworkers. You're still happy most of the time. You smile more than you frown, way more than 50-50. You laugh more than you cry, way more than 50-50. I'd say 10,000 times more often. In all of those cases, as a civilization, we're doing the same. People think God's an angry white man who's jealous and envious and all that stuff from the Old Testament. Their heads are in the sand when it comes to truth and they still thrive. They still ride on jet airplanes and go on carnival cruises and uh, have smartphones that could land a lunar module. In spite of our naiveties, our ignorance, our own petty behavior, we still rock and succeed. And so you got a negative friend at work. That sucks. That's no fun. I'm sorry. But they're not going to hold you back unless you think they're going to hold you back. And then you're adding to their power over your power. So avoid the negative people to the degree you can. You know, if you're married to them or if they're your kids or your parents, you know, make the best of it. But avoid them. Shine your light. Move towards your dreams. It's all here for you. They're going to come true. They always do. And the right people that are aligned with you, who are recognizing life's beauty and their power will become attracted to you. And they're going to be the predominant allies in your dance with life. And so a negative person shows up. Oh, let's just go love them. Let's just go help them out. Let's just go annoy them, okay, by being happy and positive. You're not vulnerable. Even if you think a negative thought, even if you have pity parties, crying to your friends in the middle of the night for hours on end, you're still going to succeed in love and joy with just a little bit of positivity, a vision board, a 21-day adventure, a great book, contemplative thought, marveling at nature. You're going to blow the lid off of this joint. You always have. You always will. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Friday, happy new year. Time to answer some of your questions. Today's question with a double negative, how not to think something? How not to think something? Well, I guess that's not really a double negative, Mike, but um, it's kind of an unusual question, right? How not to think something? Mike, How do I keep my thoughts from thinking something isn't going to last? It recently happened twice with the same person, Bruno. Bruno showed up, but the timing wasn't right. He showed up again and it was great, but it didn't last. I feel like my fear of things not working out sabotaged this second chance. Well, on the heels of yesterday's conversation where I spoke of your inclination, your profound, shocking 
inclination to thrive, uh, I want to remind you that with that, you need not worry that you worry. And it's a good thing because it's nearly impossible to turn that off. And I know the panic. You know, you discover that your thoughts become things. There's a law of attraction. You're going to rule the world. And then you have this, this fear, this runaway train of fear. And you're like, I'm doomed. I am totally doomed. How am I going to stop thinking those thoughts? If that's your question, how do I not think this? You will never not think that because your attachment to not thinking it is bringing it to the forefront of your mind. Hey, there's a workaround and it's so easy. And to help you get there, uh, I got this metaphorical analogy just as I was preparing uh, for this broadcast and I, and I think it might help. Imagine you or some theoretical person is learning to swim for the first time in their life. Okay, humor me. You're learning to swim and it's an indoor, calm as glass swimming pool. And just because of your natural instincts, you're pretty good at floating uh, and treading water. Okay, it's, it's really come to you very naturally. So now you're ready to level up. You're ready to level up and your instructor tells you as you, as you tread water in this placid, still, neutral swimming pool, that the key to mobility, to going from A to B, to living the life of your dreams is to focus in the direction you wish to go focused in the direction you wish to swim, right? Because as you're treading water like this, as you focus one way or focus another way, your doggy paddle instincts are going to kick in and you're going to go in whatever direction you point, in whatever direction you focus. It's as natural as the sun rising, just like you floating and treading water so well. So is mobility virtually effortless. Do you see the parallels? Whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're focusing on, that's the direction you're going to move in. But here is where we slip up. Your, your question, oh, but what if I'm thinking that Bruno is going to dump me? What if I'm thinking that my finances will fall through the floor? What if I'm thinking again and again, all the, how do I stop those thoughts? There's another parallel here. Let's draw in what I talked about yesterday. Just because we live in a non-judgmental world. Okay, you're past that point, right? You know that we that God's not scorecarding you and deciding whether or not to chuck you into the furnace or to celebrate and happy dance forever and ever. Everyone's adored. Everyone's pre-approved. Everyone is given a second chance, a third chance a 99 billionth chance because look, you got forever after 99 billion failures forever makes 99 billion invisible and unimportant. You're not being judged, but just because you live in a non-judgmental universe doesn't mean it doesn't care about you. It loves you. It adores you. Everything is here for you. The system is rigged. You're going to succeed. You're going to thrive. Your whole life is proof as we talked about yesterday, right? You do not live in a placid, still, neutral, 
uncaring universe. In my swimming analogy, okay, the water was placid. There was no current. In reality, what the heck? In reality, something just happened on uh, Instagram. Let me back up. In my swimming pool analogy, uh, I said that the pool was placid. But in life, it is not placid. In life, we assume that all things are equal. If you think of red thought or if you think of blue thought, you're going to get red or you're going to get blue. Well, maybe when it comes to balloons, okay. But if you think a positive thought or a negative thought, okay, thoughts in alignment with truth, as I specified yesterday, or out of alignment with truth. Oh my gosh, there's a raging torrent of energy that supports your thoughts in alignment with truth what we normally call positive. Boom, boom, boom. They become things really quick. And so while the swimming pool analogy was useful, it was very remedial. And it does not translate to life being neutral. Life is not neutral. Non-judgmental does not mean neutral. We usually link those things together. Like the universe doesn't care. It cares. You're set up for greatness. You wouldn't have come here if you couldn't thrive with the greatest of ease. And so, when you're thinking thoughts about ro love, romance, and they're peppered with or filled with the contamination of negativity, if you're still at least thinking about the possibility of growth, of joy, of prosperity, of romance, of cooperation, of togetherness, those little thoughts of along the lines of truth will blow away 18 hours of fear, 18 hours of negativity, 18 hours, because your thoughts in alignment with truth go with the current. And so to make it more fair of an analogy with this swimming pool, now imagine that the swimming pool has a, is a raging river. It's a raging river. You're good at treading water, you're good at floating, and now it comes time to, to navigate in the raging river of love, okay? When you think thoughts in alignment with the current, whoa, man, you just go and it's so much fun. When you think thoughts against the current, like it won't work, oh, I'm self-sabotaging, oh, I keep ruining things, I can't stay positive, Sorry, but, but you are the end all and be all. You are the light of your universe. Those things will never be true. Those things are very difficult to bring to pass as manifestations. Is it possible? Yes, but not if you know the point I'm making right now. If you just realize how inclined you are to succeed, you will never worry that you worry again. And if you think some clunky thought about a relationship not working out, Ah, so what? You can think a few more thoughts of it working out. I have found in the lowest ebbs of my life, when I couldn't stop the runaway train of fear, I could always start a new train running. So I would tell myself, and I do to this day, go ahead and worry your little heart out, Mike. If that makes you feel better or if it makes you feel like crap, you just worry your little heart out. But for five minutes, set a timer with your smartphone and do your best, even though it'll be infested with negativity, do your best 
to think some thoughts in alignment with things working out with Bruno, with all relationships, living in wealth and abundance, everything coming to you with ease. Even during my sacred visualizations, when I'm possessed with fear, I still worry. I still think negative. I still unwittingly self-sabotage. But because I spent those five minutes one time a day, because I take baby steps in the direction of my inevitable success, even though I feel timid and self-doubt, I prevail. I soar. I fly. It's supposed to be easy. So how, the question was how not to think something. You can't not think something. As soon as you give yourself that task, you're going to think it. Go ahead. Go ahead and then think some of the positive thoughts. Start a new train running simultaneously that serves you. And because of the power behind the current that is all filled with love and glory and truth and magnificence, your thoughts in alignment with truth will be at least 10,000 times more powerful than the self-sabotaging thoughts. The number I gave you yesterday, it's an understatement. It's wrong. 10,000 is wrong. It's probably 10 million. And knowing this is more than half the battle. Realizing you live in a loving, non-neutral universe. That the current is raging in your favor. Did you ever know that before? Did you ever think that before? Did you ever wonder... What great things are going to happen to me today that I haven't even thought about? It's time to start wondering that. And then start thinking about the stuff you want to happen and leave room for even better. Oh my gosh, you are so unstoppable. Oh my gosh, thy kingdom has come. Oh my gosh, thy will be done. Well, there you have it. One more week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just saw or heard, please share with a friend, uh, thumbs up, like, follow, whatever may be the case on the platform you're now experiencing this. If you want more inspiration every single day, I send out a note from the universe. Right now, it's going out to a million people. We'd love to add you to that list. Enjoy. Thoughts become things. See you next time.